Welcome to the Upstart Podcast presented by Harmony Wealth, a podcast where we talk about all things financial and educate you on financial literacy. I'm your host, Tanner Bortnum, and with me is co-host Adam Henning. In this episode, we talk about finding your why and why it should be the focal point of your financial plan. We hope you find this episode helpful. Please like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. To the F Sharp Podcast, presented by Harmony Wealth, a podcast geared to educate you on all things financial. Co-hosts Tanner Bortnam and Adam Henning discuss various financial topics presented in a consumable and entertaining manner. Tanner is a certified financial planner, JD, and financial expert, while Adam is a marketing professional and small business owner. It's time to harmonize. Sit back and enjoy the episode. Your future self will thank you. Hey Adam, what's uh, what's on your mind? It's fall. It's the one reason that we live in Minnesota, in and the, the only reason. You know, there's plenty of reasons. Nah, well, not a ton. Well, there's four. The seasons, right? But one of those is Oktoberfest. So it's fall, September. So what was like? 70 degrees here today. How it's pretty good. What was it in Phoenix? Uh, we were at like 101, I think. So it's getting nice oh, out again. God. Oh, no, that's it's beautiful weather. 90s is beautiful down. You got to remember, we don't have the humidity you guys do up there. So Whatever. 90s is okay. beautiful. Yeah, 70 is perfect. It's got like it's not crisp yet, but that crispness, um, is coming in that sweatshirt weather and football weather and tailgating weather. And that's the, that's the best. Yeah. And you, and you said that, you know, you get this for about two months. If you just moved down here to Phoenix, you know, you get this for no, four or five no, 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 months no. a year. No, <laughs> we also had a bad storm last night. Thunderstorm. Yeah. Um, no, I've lived in Arizona. I'm not going back. Maybe yeah. when I'm 60. That's beautiful. It's beautiful. But, I suppose we should probably uh, get into today's podcast, don't you think? Did I? Pre- yeah. Did I press record? Yes, I did. We keep talking. Yes, okay. we could talk. What, what are we talking about today? Or what uh, are we today, talking about in this episode? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, today, uh, the podcast is about finding your why. Um, uh, really excited to chat about this one. Uh, you know, we're going to obviously each of us chat about our own whys um, for our lives. We'll chat about Harmony Wealth and the why from the business standpoint. And then, you know, kind of close it out with some of the, you know, why it's so important for for everyone to sit down and and actually think about their why. Um, It it may not be something that you've been asked before, but hopefully by the end of this podcast, uh, it's definitely something that that you'll be thinking about and, and hopefully you know, reflecting on, on what your why is. So let's tee it up, Adam. What is your why? What is like, what do you want? Like financial or like 
No, no, no. What's your why? What's your, this is about you. What's your why? What drives you? What's your passion? What's your why? I guess it's always something that's probably, and maybe it's a healthy, a healthy thing. I don't know. It seems to always evolve, but um, my why or passion would you know, always kind of goes back to family, but also um, I remember, you know, formative years, 17, you know, 16, 17 years old, when you're in high school, you know, career development or whatever class and trying to figure out what you want to be when you grow up. Um, I knew I didn't, obviously I didn't do what I wanted to do at that time, but the, the mindset was I wanted to go to college and do something that I enjoyed and didn't want to feel like work. And I feel like um, that sentiment has, has carried through through the various things that I've done. Um, each, each, each job or each, um, hey, I'd say job has led me, has, has parts as you, you wear many hats and you find a hat that fits better. And you're like, well, I'm going to, and it alters your, your path or your why a little bit. Um, so um, in high, high school, I, I, I out of, in college, I wanted, I knew I wanted to, work in sports. Um, that was my why I knew I wanted to be involved with it as much as I could. Um, um, I, uh, everybody gets told they can't play a sport at, at, at a certain time. So that came my freshman year of college, played baseball for a little bit, but, um, I knew I wanted to stay around athletics cause I just liked the, the atmosphere of a, of a team being a teammate and the, the, the camaraderie that that brought. So, um, I set off for that journey of, of working in sports in some capacity. I had no idea. Uh, and that was quickly found out after I graduated and got a full-time job, um, working in a front office that I did not like that at all. And so I kind of reassessed a little bit and that was, I wore a hat that many hats. And I, one of those hats that fit better was more communications and marketing and design. So then I set off on a little bit um, of a different path. And that was to go back to grad school or go to grad school, um, working in a communications office and and an athletics office. And that was a lot of fun. And um, the the hands-on experience was way more valuable and uh, than anything in the classroom. Um, I'm more of a, a doer. I'm very visual person, vis- visual learner. I got to drive. I like to be in the driver's seat to learn. I'm not a book reader. I don't like do well with lectures, test taker, all that kind of stuff. I want to be in the thick of things doing it. So that was a great experience for me that kind of just opened up a, a Pandora's box of the photography, the video, the, the communication, social media, marketing, all that stuff. Um, and so <laughs> it's kind of a humbling experience just, you know, being in that um, commencement uh, four-year degree, most people are done at that time. And I was like, <sighs> deep down, I just was like, I don't know that I'm, I don't know if I did it right. Um, I, I, it was just a, a, I thought most people at that point would think that 
they're done with that chapter, you know, that you get your education ready to go. And I looking back, what, 10 years now, I didn't know anything. Um, and that's good. I feel like that's a huge thing to know now, 10 years later, that that person was completely different from the person that's sitting in front of this microphone today. So I think that just speaks towards all the people that have come across um, my um, my journey or been involved in the journey of just all the different learning experiences. And it's just been dealing, it's all been people and, and grinding in front of computer screens and, and learning new things as um, technology has totally changed and the way we communicate has totally changed. So um very long-winded why um it just (laughs) it just goes it just goes back to enjoying what you're doing and um waking up and and not dreading it and um sitting back and and seeing your work it's a being a photographer and videographer is very visual so um people can see if you're good at it or not it's one of those things that um people can tell if you're good or not. Um, and where it's not like other um, jobs or, or career paths where you can instantly see, yeah, you're talented or not. So um, it definitely has those like, oh, I'm not good enough type of deals, but um, it, it's a lot of fun and it's a, a growing um, learning process every day. Yeah, well, and and um, I think that you know, as you mentioned, that may have been, you know, as, as you called it, long-winded, but that that's okay. I, I think that that's the beauty of everyone's why is, um, you know, and maybe we should take a step back and probably define, you know, what what why is, and and um, you know, the reason we're having this podcast is obviously it it fits into uh, you know my company, and and so we'll get into that later. But uh, you know, I read a book. Um, and, and have been to a few TED Talks of, of Simon Sinek. And uh, I believe I'm saying that right, Simon Sinek. Um, and he talks about this why and, and, you know, why companies, but then, you know, not just companies, but people should, should really focus on what their why is. And, you know, the thing he says is that it's your why is what inspires you. It's what motivates you. It's what, what your purpose is. And so, you know, your story about your why is great. I mean, that's, that's what every person is as they reflect on their lives is going to go through. I mean, our why doesn't stay the same, um, whether you're a business or a person, um, you know, if, if you're not growing, um, you're dying, you know, it's kind of the, the age old saying. And so, um, you know, I think that that was, that was really well said and walking people through it. And, and as, like I said, as everybody reflects on their own lives, they'll probably look back and say, well, yeah, I started here. And then, you know, my why changed because I, you know, I had a family or I got older or I was exposed to this experience or, you know, whatever it is. Um, and that's the beauty, um, you know, about, about your why it is it's yours, but it's, um, I think that that's important for us to kind of pause here and, 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 you know, for our listeners and, and talk about kind of lay that groundwork of what, what we're talking about here with the why and, and, um, you know, really just kind of, it's, it's your value. It's your, your purpose. Um, what gets you up in the morning? What excites you? What, 
you know, what, what all adults tell us when we're kids that we should try to find as a career yet. Most of us don't, you know, the job <laughs> that you can't wait to go to every day. Um, and that's funny, you know, think about that. that. That's funny. We're all told that as kids find that job that, you know, find that career that excites you and that you, you can't wait to get back to the next day yet. I mean, ask yourself, ask, the friends and family around you, you know, think about that. I mean, how many, if you asked a hundred people, how many of those people would say that, yes, I love getting up every morning and, and doing what I do. And I, unfortunately, I think you'd be hard pressed to get over 50. You know, I, I don't think it's at 50% and no way. probably a lot no lower. Way. Yeah. No, I, no way. Yeah. So, uh, so again, that's what today's episode is about, you know, just chatting about, what our whys are, um, you know, and then trying to bring that into to you as the listener of, of why it's so important for you to think about it, not just from your own personal life um, standpoint to make sure that you have a job that's fulfilling and, you know, and a life that's fulfilling because, you know, we only get one trip around this, uh, you know, this place. So, um, but also from a financial standpoint, we'll make sure to kind of work, you know, I'll work that in as we go here um, along the episode. I think financially, it always comes back to that of your why, or for me, it does anyways, in some form. I know other people would have a different why of, you know, if you're religious or, or something along those lines, but um, it always comes back for me to, to the financial side of, of the job being safe and safety and all that kind of stuff. And then having this little dabble and taste of entrepreneurship and, and I wouldn't say freedom cause I don't have that. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> just kind of doing stuff on, on your terms, uh, and, and changing your best every day and, and really growing. Um, I think if you were to take my answer and, and dumb it down to a statement yeah. is, is changing your best every day. And, um, and making an impact and whether that's, if your why is more community-based and helping people, that's, that's, I know what that feels like. It's, it's feels super good. It feels just as good as, as receiving a paycheck. Um, when you help somebody, whether it's, you know, business wise or not, or just volunteering. So. Right. Well, and that's kind of what I was hitting on, you know, a little earlier is, is it's everyone's why is going to be different. Uh, as you mentioned, some people's might be religious, some people's might be um, business oriented, some people's might be monetarily driven, some people might be charitably driven. Um, some people might go through the gamut of all of those at some point throughout their lives. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of my clients, um, I'd say once they hit retirement and and there isn't that job there to help fulfill them as much anymore, they're they're doing a lot more. Um, you know, volunteer work. And like you said, there's a different type of reward for doing that um, than there is for going to work. And that doesn't mean that, you know, a 30 year old should quit their job and, and just volunteer because you have to make enough money to live. But, um, you know, it's just, there, there is no kind of the end of stories. There is no wrong answer to this. Your why is yours and yours alone. And the big thing is, is making sure that you take time to really think about that. You know, really think about what motivates you and what your passions are and, and all of those things. And not just on a surface level, like to your core, like th these aren't, um, you know, again, we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, 
uh, kind of the business side, but as a, as a person, like th- these are your core beliefs and your core values and, and what those are. And, and they come into effect. Um, I mean, they affect all of your decisions. They affect everything. And so, you know, when I'm working with clients, um, that's, that's one of the first things um, that we go over in, in our first meeting of, of an intake meeting for a prospect is, you know, what's your why? What, what, make, what motivates you? Because as you mentioned, Adam, if your why is, well, I want to have some safety with a job, but yet I like having some entrepreneurial with, um, you know, the, the photography and everything kind of on the side. Well, that's, you know, that's one framework to work in. And that may mean that your financial plan has to be set up in, in a certain way, obviously to fit you, but that may not fit someone who like me is a full fledged business plan and is much more of a, um, you know, I, I would say I, I'm, I'm very much going to bet on myself and, and, and that's no disrespect to you by any means, obviously. Um, it's just kind of like a risk level type thing. And some people don't want to do any of it. They wouldn't even start a side business. They just want to, you know, work their eight to five job. And there's nothing wrong with any of those things. It's just finding that, you know, what it, what it is for you, what it is for you individually, pretty much. And so, um, so as I mean, I guess we'll, we'll I'll kind of just briefly, you know, very quickly go over mine. Um, and then we can kind of talk about the business side of things from Harmony Wealth and what people should be looking for. Um, uh, more in their financial, since obviously this is a financial podcast. Um, and, and why it's so important for people to look at it from their, their financial standpoint. So, um, you know, mine really quickly, you know, as a young kid, I've always been very, uh, always wanting to help people. Uh, you know, I always, yeah, I guess that's just it. Just kind of the, the service. Like I always, I always liked the feeling of, of helping someone, even if it wasn't, you know, if it was more volunteer work, um, through things, or if it was, you know, getting paid, I always, um, as, as a very young age as well, I, I started kind of having that entrepreneurial spirit. Um, you know, I started a mowing company. Um, you know, I started working at 14 as, as soon as you could in, uh, in South Dakota in the summers. And, and I always kind of had that, that drive to, to make money and, and, and then invest it. And I started, I started investing in stock market at 15. Um, you know, and, and it's always been a passion of mine is, and so kind of, you know, fast forwarding, um, you know, for sake of the podcast, fast forwarding to, to today, um, you know, creating my company, um, Harmony Wealth so that I can work with people and help them, um, achieve their financial success and their financial goals and, and their financial why, uh, you know, really fits into my individual why. Um, it fits into the skill set that I have. You know, we touched on that in the last podcast. Uh, we went over backgrounds and everything and expertise. Um, you know, just as a you know, quick recap of that, you know, I went to law school, so uh, I'm an attorney. I also have certified financial planner designation. So kind of pairing my knowledge base and expertise and areas of interest from the intellect side with my desires to always help people. Um, this is really the perfect industry. And, and then that's again, why I, I'm in this industry and then kind of taking that another step further, um, just being in the industry and, you know, we'll, we'll just be honest again, there is no smoke and mirrors here on this podcast. So there's, there's a lot of bad advisors out there. We're just going to call it what it is. 
Um, and I'm sure, you know, if you haven't yourself been um, affected by this, you definitely know someone who has. And I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I, you know, I wish that regulations were um, or the bar to entry to get into this industry was a lot higher. Unfortunately, it's not. And, you know, so that's part of some of the reasons of why I set up my company the way I did. Um, you know, we, we're a fee only. Uh, and that's so that there is no commissions. There's no conflict of interest. I'm not selling any of my clients' products. We're only, you know, we, we get paid for our advice. Um, you know, we're fiduciaries. We're, we're required by law to do what's in the best interest of our clients. Uh, you know, there's a maximum number of clients that each advisor can work with uh, to make sure that they have the capacity to take care of people. You know, all of these things are the why from me that got transposed into my company when we created it to make sure that, you know, we're helping people um, achieve their financial goals and achieve their financial why. And it's part of the reason why we started this podcast, you know, uh, again, like we talked about in the last episode, I, I, I can't, I can't help and meet with every person out there. I can't meet with thousands of people. And, you know, so any person that listens to any of our episodes here and, and gains some sort of help from it um, is a way for me to kind of give back and, and help them out by giving them, you know, unbiased advice. We're not soliciting anything here. We're not trying to sell any products um, and just giving them, you know, the facts and, and, and true just advice for what they're doing. And um, yeah, I guess that I'd say that's kind of, mine and, and, and harmony wells and, um, any segue there or anything you thoughts that that brings I just, up? I just think when somebody is looking for, I think trust is the biggest issue or, um, thing to consider with almost everything, especially with money, especially when you're dealing with a relationship with someone that's going to take your money hard earned and doing things with it um so that, and that's another <laughs> layer another layer to this is to kind of you can only and when you're having that re advisor relationship i think this will be another layer to this whole thing and this podcast is just kind of break break that down if if somebody listening would want to for um to seek you out, but, um, it, it trust, it, it all goes back to trust and, and being genuine. So the, the why for, from a harmony standpoint, I think is, is the pinnacle and, and, and most important thing when you're talking about a client and advisor relationship. Right. Yeah. And I a hundred percent agree. And, and how do you, how do you, portray that it through marketing and and i think well you can't yeah you, you abs yeah you absolutely can and it's you know anytime i'm talking with a you know prospective client that's reached out to us and and you know is wanting to join our firm i mean that's that's one of the things i talk about is we acknowledge trust is is earned it's not given um you know obviously there's there has to be some level of trust that's that's given initially to start any relationship but um you know we're not gonna you know ask people to do things that um you know that, that obviously we, we don't think is in their best interest first off that's the fiduciary standard we're held to 
Um, but it's just, it's not, I, I think that I'm trying to think how to, how to word this. And, and I think kind of the, the reasons that I laid out of the requirements that I set up for my business, um, that most other, and I guess I should also, you know, throw that out there. Most other financial advising businesses are not set up this way. Um, you know, we are fee only, so there is no commissions earned. So it doesn't matter to me if one of my clients buys an ETF or mutual fund, a life insurance product, a annuity, it, it doesn't matter. There is no commission on any of it. Um, so it's, it's just what is in their best interest because I'm getting paid for my advice. Whereas if you go to someone else who would receive commissions, well, now all of a sudden those you know, those four examples I just gave have different commission schedules and, you know, some of them pay more than others. And so are you actually getting unbiased advice? Or are you getting advice trying to skew you to the one that's going to pay the, I'm not even calling advisors, skew you to the person that's going to pay the salesperson more money. And, you know, again, this is in the next episode that we have queued up. Um, so I don't want to go too much in depth on it, but, you know, a lot of looking for um, the top things to look for in a financial advisor. And we're going to break all of these down. So if you're interested in that, please make sure, you know, you tune into the next one as well. Um, but you know, how to portray, you know, your why and, and, and your, you know, your trust, like you said, Adam, to people is, is really just that it's how you set up your business. It's how you treat people. Um, you know, we don't do a lot of marketing. I don't do paid marketing all of my clients so far that have been referred are, or, or new clients that have come in are a referral basis. And we haven't had to do paid marketing. And I think that in itself speaks for itself because if you do right by your clients, they will sing your praises to everybody else. And, and that's what's happening. And so I think that lends a level of trust, uh, you know, to people. So, Again, I think I think we kind of want to I want to bring it back to you know making sure that we're we're focusing on the why and why it's important for people to think about theirs, um, but uh, you know kind of to answer your question there. Yeah, but this to bring it back to the podcast and and working with you and your marketing and it always came back to this is this is the most transparent way to lay out from a marketing standpoint and also from your business standpoint is here's who we are. This is this is what you're gonna get, and there's we're not gonna hide or, or do anything. Experts and this is transparency and, and being genuine. So, um, yeah, to, to kind of close that, I've got a kind of a question for you. If going back to yeah, the, the, the client advisor type stuff um, from a, a why standpoint, do you, do you find? Um, some schisms or, or um, differences for, do you deal a lot with individuals or do you do deal with family units that kind of have different whys or, or does that not come up a, a lot where you've got kind of maybe a husband that has one why and a wife that has a different uh, why do you, do you approach that as a, a singular unit or are you separating those? That is a fantastic question. Um, yes, every single person has their own why. So, you know, if I have a client who's not married, um, uh, obviously all we're focusing on is their why, you know, his or her why. 
Um, but if we have, um, you know, clients that are married, it, it does, uh, you know, I'll ask them what their individual whys are. Now, a lot of times married couples will have already talked about this and they have their joint goals. You know, I don't want to speak for you and Greta, but I would presume that you guys have joint goals, um, that you've both already sort of negotiated prior to ever, you know, chatting with it, you know, with an advisor or anything like that. And, and if you didn't, that's okay. That's part of the advisor's job is to help navigate you through that. Um, but yes, at, at the end of the day, the goal, if you're a, or how I run it anyways, is if you're a married couple, um, or even if you're not, you know, if, if you have a partner or a significant other, you know, Katie and I, you know, we're engaged, but we treat everything like we're a married couple. So, um, any of those, if, if, if you don't tell me to keep everything separate, you know, if it's not a second marriage or something and you say, no, no, we want to keep everything separate. Um, I'm going to treat you as a unit and we're going to focus on that. Yes. You all both are individual pieces, but you come into, you know, you're working together towards a common goal. And so your why becomes a combination of, of the two of you, of the two of yours, whys, And, and, you know, that's, that I think kind of digging deeper into this, this why when it comes to clients too, and, and the difference between what we do and, you know, other advisors is again, we really want to get to your core. Um, what are your, what are your values? What are your, you know, uh, unfortunately, you know, we're all going to pass away at some point. Like what's the legacy that you want to leave to friends, family, you know, whoever, um, you know, what, what do you, what's a perfect retirement look like? And not just from a standpoint of how much money do you need? You're like, I, like, I, I hate the, I hate the question that advisors typically do is just, what are your goals? Goals are, goals are set and failed and reset regularly. Like this is so much deeper than just like, Hey, what are your goals? I mean, people make new year's Eve goals, right? We all, we all get to the beginning of the year. And we're like, Oh yeah, I'm going to drop 10 pounds this year. Here's my goal. Oh, I didn't surpass it. whoop de doo Like that's how we kind of treat goals in this country, unfortunately. And so I hate using that word. Well, isn't like, that what the advisor's for is to give you the goals or no, 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 no. no. Okay. Well, they should not be. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, um, it, it's about you, you know? So Adam, you, you, I mean, you tell me what you want your life to look like. Then I design the plan around that to achieve your goals, but you gotta, you're giving me where we need to go. So, um, I, I like to use a lot of analogies and we'll continue to do this on, you know, all episodes. Um, an analogy I use a lot with clients is, you know, your advisors. So, so me, for my clients, think of me as the pilot you know, of, the, of this plane and my goal or, or my job is to fly you to your destination. Now you may, we're in Phoenix right now, and you may tell me that you want to go to New York. Well, first off, if I don't create a financial plan for you and I just like, all right, let's start going, let's start doing some stuff. And we start flying, we may fly West and eventually we may get to New York, but we will have gone almost all the way around the world. So you need a financial plan. And so, you know, we would want to actually go Northeast towards New York and on our way, there may be some storms, so we may have to you know, lower altitude or raise altitude or you know 
veer off course slightly. We may have to change the plan, but the goal, I don't want to say goal. I need to retract that. It's the financial plan is designed around your why. What, what do you want your life to be? And then that dictates our end, end goal. I, I am the one that just gets us there. I create the flight plan to get us there. So yeah, I, if, if, you know, if you're listening to this and, and your advisor is the one creating your goals, that's, that's not how it should be. You're the client, you're in control. Um, you know, you're the CEO of this, uh, of your own financial plan. Can you, can you give us vaguely, obviously you can't give, um, specifics, but give us a feel for some of those goals of not your specific clients, but a, a typical response. What, as you know, I'm, 30 in my 30s what's a typical goal that i oh sure would yeah, approach I, I, you with but also maybe i should reassess and go maybe i should change that to a different goal is it the type uh, of plane that we're flying on or is it the destination? <laughs> <laughs> um no it, it's the destination of course the faster i can get us the so me as the pilot the faster i can get you to your goal and in the smoothest manner possible with no turbulence i'm going to take that path um so it's speed but, versus uh, i just want to be on an island somewhere no no no. that that's what i control you're telling me what island you want to go to and when and when okay right so like uh to use your example um a 30 year old typically a 30 year old you know someone in their 30s uh you know maybe they're married maybe they have a couple young kids uh typical things for 30 year olds okay i want to retire at um you know if they're in their 30s they probably want to retire a little bit earlier that's the younger generation um so you know somewhere between 60 and 65 they want to retire uh they might be looking at selling their starter home and want to purchase a new home in the next three four years they might need a, a new car. They need help paying off student loans and creating a plan for that. They want to save for their, you know, one, two, three, however many kids, um, college funds, make sure that, you know, they're saving for their own retirement accounts. Um, they, one that people don't do, but should, um, need to get their estate plan in order. Uh, you know, will trust any of that, that you need from, from a legal standpoint, uh, you know, that those are types of things that people will come to me and say, all right, here, here's, here's my, that's my goals. But again, that's, that's surface level. So if they came to me and said, okay, that's it. I'd say, okay, why to every single one of those things? Why, why do you want to retire at age 63? Well, I don't know. Sounded like a good age. Okay. Well, maybe we need to you know, dig a little deeper on that. Well, why do you, what does retirement look like? You know, because you obviously need to know how much money you need every year in retirement. So that's one of the goals. Okay. I need, you know, $5,000 a month in retirement. Okay. Why? What, what, you know, we need to get to that. Why? Because the why is what drives you. If, if I don't understand a client's why I don't understand them. And if I don't understand them, how can I advise them? And that's really where I start with all of my relationships with my clients is I need to understand you because there are going to be times where markets are up. There are going to be times that markets are down. There are going to be times where there is tragedy in your life. There's going to be times where there is joy in your life. There are going to be times that there's just a bunch of 
blah, just meh. I'm going to be there for all of that. And I need to know how to best advise you and help you through every single one of those situations. Um, you know, a lot of times we get pigeonholed into, oh, you're just a financial advisor. So you pick stocks for people. And, and that that's, again, that, yeah, yes, that is, that is some financial advisors, but I tell my clients, you know, I'm younger than most of them, I'm 32 years old. So, you know, I, I tell them, look, you know, I can't be the you know uncle of the family, but I expected, I expect to be the adopted nephew in everybody's family. Um, that is how intertwined with everybody's family. I, I get with my clients, you know, I'm invited to, um, I've been invited to clients houses for dinner. If I invited over for game nights, like that's the type of thing of truly understanding people and understanding their why that every person out there, I really hope anyone listening to this, every person out there deserves that from some advisor. And, you know, maybe you don't want to invite them to your house. That's okay. But they still need to understand you to best help you. I mean, let's use another analogy. If you went to the doctor's office and they just, you know, you walked in and said, uh, or the doctor said, what's your goal? And you said, well, I want to be healthy. And they said, okay, well, what ails you? And you say, well, I got to get, I have a headache and my knee hurts. And they stopped there because they said, okay, well, those are your goals. You want to be healthy and here's your ailments. And so they just order a knee replacement and give you some Advil, but really you got a brain tumor and you just had a you know bump on your knee. Well, those are the wrong things. They don't know you and doctors don't do that. They get to know you. They get to know what's going on with you and your life and your body and all of those things. And that's what advisors need to do. And unfortunately, a lot of them don't. And that's why I think it's so important to have this individual podcast here uh, when this episode to talk to, you know, about it is you have to do this for yourself. And if you're not getting that service, you need to find somebody that provides you that service um, that really goes deeper than just that surface level of, you know, what's your goals? How much money do you have? When can I start investing it for you? Like that, that's not really help. That's not really advising. That's not, that, that's not the, the impact, um, that, that you need and that you could be getting. Does that help? Absolutely. <laughs> well, very just, long-winded about no, it, no. but it's, uh, it's definitely an issue that I'm very passionate about, you know, for my clients. Right. And like, like you said, there's what does a financial advisor do? I think is also a big piece of, like I said, we said before, what this podcast is all about. There's so many things. So finding out each part of how you, that role is infused with the client is the why how many t- how many times is your why change i know that's probably more of a long long um term viewpoint but you know just speaking on my why and thinking of my answer that i gave you earlier um would have totally been different before i had my son um, mm-hmm. yep. would have, it, he just provided a, a, just a totally different perspective on life. Um, he brought in 
you know, relationships with brothers, sisters, uncles, aunts, grandparents, and how important those people are. And so that was just take a step back. Okay. Who's involved with his life? He's got mom, dad, he's got all these people, friends. Um, but that was like, wow, okay. I want to give him this, that, that really changed my why, um, to a, a lot different answer than probably would have been before him. So I, I don't think there's a, a, you know, a set number. It's not like, Oh, you know, every decade someone's why changes. I think the key but does that, I mean, I guess that really doesn't impact what you would do for me. I don't know. Probably. Well, no, it definitely does. It definitely does. Because let's let's walk through this. You know, if I'm advising you prior to having Miles, then you don't have a son. So we're not focused on any, you know, any, any uh, college planning. Um, you probably would balk at me saying you need to have an estate plan because it's just you and Greta. Uh, you know, like there's a lot of things. Life insurance now is viewed as less necessary because if you were to pass away, Greta has a job, you know, there, there's less things to pay for, you know, but now all that's changed. And that's, that's kind of where I'm going is I don't think there's a set number of times that someone's why changes. I think it's more or less it changes when there's a big life event, positive or negative. Um, yeah, birth of a child obviously is going to change someone's view of life. And that's when your why changes. Um, someone close to you passes away. I've had that with clients that their why changes. Um, retirement is a really big you know, milestone for people. Their why sometimes changes there. They want to keep doing things and feel purposeful, but they don't want to keep working an eight to five job. So they start volunteering that they had never done pre, you know, I, I think it's more, more of that. It's, it's life changing events. You get married, you know, right now it's just me. I'm responsible for just me. Eight, nine months from now, whatever it is, I am going to be responsible for another human being. We will be married. That is going to change how I view life. I mean, I'm already doing it because we're engaged, but you know, just theoretically, we will legally be, you know, married at that point. And so it's now I'm responsible for 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 another person, you know, and she's responsible for me. And you know, we have joint things together. And and anytime you have something like that, I think that's when your why could change. Now it's not required to change, of course, but I think that that's that's when it could change um, is, is typically those, those bigger life moments. Is there anything else in that book that you wanted to talk to talk to talk towards? Um, I mean, I had some things that I was going to hit on, but we never really kind of got to them. Uh, you know, I, I, I'll just throw a plug in, never met him before, but if anyone wants to read the book, highly, highly recommend it. Um, it's a great book. The book is called start with why again by Simon Sinek. Um, I've read it. I've listened to his podcast. It's great. Um, he talks about it a lot from a business standpoint of, um, you know, kind of just going to one of these quickly, you know, he talks about Apple in there. And the reason that Apple is so successful is that Apple knows it's why, and that's what they do. They go around and say, this is why we do what we do. It's not that they say, this is how we do it. You know, 
or what we do. They don't say what we do. We don't make, you know, they don't tell people, oh, we make iPhone or we make phones and we make computers. No, no, no. And this isn't how we do it. Oh, we put a bunch of chips together in plastic and, you know, I don't know, whatever circuits and things that go into computers and phones. But they say why, you know, and, and if I'm remembering correctly, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but, you know, the why of Apple is, is something the extent of, you know, changing people's lives for the better through technology. Okay, now that's that's something that people can, from a business standpoint, that's something people can buy into. Um, you know, now again, on your own personal why, it doesn't matter if other people buy into it, but it's it's that value to you. So, you know, if you are a, I was talking about doctors earlier, let's just use that. If you are a doctor, you know, it's not what you do. Oh, I'm a doctor. I, I you know, give people medicine and, and help diagnose what's wrong with them. It's not how you do it. Oh, I do an examination on them and determine whether, you know, look at x-rays, determine whether they have a broken arm, but it's why you do it. Why do you, why are you a doctor? It's because I, you know, it's not me, but I'm speaking for doctors, you know, hopefully their why is I have a burning desire to help people heal. All right. That's a why that's a passion. That's something you can get up for every morning because every morning there's people that need to be healed. And again, like I touched on with my why, my why is to help people be successful in financial planning um, and have a successful life and, and help advance financial literacy. Because, you know, unfortunately this stuff, every person in their life deals with this yet it is not taught in school. Like that one blows my mind. Nothing against, you know, history. We need to know history. Nothing against English. We need to know how to write and speak correctly. Um, but if you're, oh, and even math, you know, I use a lot of math, but I don't use algebra. I don't use geometry for things all that often, yet we had to take those classes. But every person uses finance and we don't have personal finance. The fact that that's not a required class in high school blows my mind. That's um, crazy. Yeah, I but mean, don't need yeah. to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> maybe maybe it's a future podcast episode. Yeah, that could probably be a future podcast on its own. But, you know, and that that's my why is helping spread this financial literacy. Because if you don't know and if you weren't taught it, how, how can we expect people to know this? So how you know it is tuning into our podcast and finding out and learning all these little tidbits as we go. Um, but the key here in this episode is really reflect on yourself. You know, what is your passion? Cause it's going to give you a better life. If you know what jobs make you or, or what, what things you enjoy, find a job that does that. You're going to spend a third of your life working, do something that you love and actually do it. Don't be like the, you know, the parents that told us, um, and I don't want to put it on parents. Don't be like the adults that told us do something you love. And then, you know, a lot of them we know don't, don't be like that. Do it, go find something you love. And if you can't find it, build it yourself, do it yourself. You'll thank yourself um, because you're doing what you love and that brings joy. And there's a value to that. There's a value outside of that. And from a financial standpoint, you have to understand that before you can, fully understand what your financial plan is going to be because your own why dictates everything, dictates how you think, 
dictates your values. It dictates how you view everything in life, absolutely everything in life. And so we have to start there. So that's, you know, I know we're coming up on the end of this podcast. So that that's, that's my, I don't want to call it a challenge, but that's my, my advice and two cents to everybody is, you know, if you haven't really thought about that, you know, think about what the why, what your own why is, um, and, and really brainstorm on that. Cause it, it's gonna, like I said, it, it affects everything. It literally affects everything in your life. I think most people know their why I'll, I'll end it on this, but it's acting on the why, um, it's overcoming that risk, overcoming that fear to, yeah, I've got conviction on my why and, uh, I can give up my, um, safe salary job to, if, you know, if, if it's different, if your salary job is different than your why to, to pursue sure. that why. That one. And, and real quick, that that's a fantastic point. Um, and that is why you need to work with someone. You need to work with a financial advisor um, who digs into these things because we can help, you know, they can help you, you know, typically when people don't want to, don't want to act upon their why it's not because, Oh, I, I like being miserable. It's because they're scared. There's risk. Well, a financial advisor who helps you plan can help mitigate that or walk through steps to help mitigate that. So it's not as scary and lay it all out for you. Um, and that is where I think is, is a good ending point. Find your why and find someone who can help you maximize it. Right on. Definitely a heavy, heavy topic. Certainly a topic that transcend, transcends more than just the financial views of, of, of your life. So we hope this podcast has been helpful finding your why. And as always, thanks for listening. If you haven't yet, please like, subscribe, and leave us a review. We are committed to providing the most accurate and relevant content to our listeners. So if you like this episode or if you had any questions or suggestions for future episodes, um, maybe we'll come back to, to delve deep more into finding your why. Shoot us an email at podcast at financiallysharp.com. Podcast at financiallysharp.com. See you in the next episode. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. This podcast does not engage in rendering legal, tax, financial, or other professional services. Investment advisory services are offered through Harmony Wealth, a registered investment advisor authorized to do business in states where registered or otherwise exempt from registration. If you have questions pertaining to your specific situation, please contact Harmony Wealth at 602-935-5155 or at HarmonyWealthAZ.com.